Hi, this is Leslin from Try This at Home. Venting our frustrations and disappointments can be helpful, but when does it become a problem? Getting things off our chest relieves a burden of sorts, but can it also affect our health? It turns out that negativity may make us sick, and today we're talking about it. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and listen in. When your day goes south, or your relationship gets salty, you need tools that will turn it around. With decades of experience and a variety of perspectives between them, Leslie Sleesman and Leslin Kantner bring you tips and tricks for solving problems, increasing happiness, and creating your best life. Together, they're sharing ideas you can take home and try. Each week, their discussion will zero in on one idea, one technique, or one activity that has the potential to make your life a little better. And now, here is Leslie and Leslin with Try This at Home. Hi, Leslin. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning. What's on the agenda for the day? Oh, I don't know, but it's going to be a crappy conversation. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about complaining. We are talking. And I, I see I can barely do it to be honest. I just it's just such a yeah, an unnatural thing for me, but it's very natural for a lot of people. A lot of people. I know. And you know, you shared an article with me from a website called The Learning Mine. Yeah. And the article was entitled How Complaining Rewires Your Brain for Negativity and Literally Kills You. Yeah. A little dramatic. That's Yeah, it's a very dramatic title. but I found it fascinating, though. Yeah, me too. I've, I've loved it enough to share it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about it today because it instantly brought a couple of people to mind. Yep. And I thought, if they're listening... This might be helpful. It might, it might save their lives. It yeah. might actually save yeah. their lives. I mean, I think that's such a good point. Like, when you hear this, and I'm sure our listeners there are people that popped into their mind too. You know the friends or the family members or the coworkers who are the chronic complainers. Mm -hmm. And it's not fun to be around them. Yeah, and this isn't to say that we don't, you know, that the human nature isn't to complain from time to time, right? But we're talking, we're really talking here chronic complainers. That's right. Yeah, everyone, I think a lot of us don't call complaining complaining. We call it venting. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's complaining, just in a in a different sort of package. Yeah, and a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about uh, communication, we talked mm-hmm. a little bit about vocalizing complaints, and there's a really healthy way to do that. Yep. Um, today we're talking about the habits that we might have developed that are unhealthy ways yeah. of venting. That's right, yeah. Because it does, it becomes a habit. It does. And yeah. as it becomes a habit, it actually rewires your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, if we think about it, thoughts are electrical signals that move like through the brain. Yep. And as you process thoughts, your brain develops a neural pathway to provide efficiency, right? The brain's yep. always working to make things efficient. So a it, shortcut. Exactly. So yeah. it creates a shortcut path for the thought to travel in the easiest, fastest way, and it becomes automatic. Yeah. If you say, I hate my life enough times, <laughs> your brain creates a neural pathway so that that thought 
so you don't have to put any energy into thinking that thought. It just yeah. pops up. And so the more you think a particular thought, the faster it can be brought to the surface. The one way that this is kind of illustrated, and I think everyone has somebody that they know that does this, like, do you ever have people that kind of repeat the same phrase or word in conversation over and over again? Yeah. Well, my life sucks is something that comes to mind. You know, the person I'm thinking about, it probably says that, uh, well, literally in every conversation I have. Yeah, that's really sad. Mm -hmm. That's really sad. Um, I say that's hilarious a lot. I think I have a very, very well-formed neural pathway to say that. (laughs) But then you find life funny. I guess I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That might not be unhealthy, right? Right. To say that's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Then you're always looking at the humorous side of things. I think... But if you say my life sucks, next week we're going to talk about affirmations. And essentially that's a a statement of the here and now. And so if that's what you're saying, in in essence, you're creating that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, there's this constant affirmation that your life sucks. Yeah. In terms of our brain, the shortest path wins the race. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're constantly having these negative thoughts... You're creating that shortcut and you're thinking about it more and more and more. And suddenly you're really negative. You complain a lot and it becomes increasingly difficult to find anything good to talk about. Exactly. If you're, you know, sometimes if we're attempting to process, whatever thought gets to the surface first becomes the dominant thought. Right. Right. Yep. And so you stop processing at that point. You stop looking for yeah. the whatever information that the brain might be storing. Right. It says, okay, I have the answer. This is this is where you go. Yeah. And so your focus is directed. And and if if you've lived long enough, you probably know somebody who was really just a friendly Eeyore type. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were just a pessimist. Right. And then life got hard for them. Mm-hmm. And the pessimism began to grow, and then it became a serious negative scenario. Yeah. And now they're, it's not they're, it's not that they're just pessimistic. They yeah. simply cannot see. That's right. The beauty. And it it becomes hard because we, you know, I'm thinking of someone in particular, and it becomes hard because as I'm a pretty positive person, and I do my fair share of complaining. I'm not gonna say that I don't, but. In general, I'm a pretty positive person. And when you are positive and you try to share that positivity with someone who's negative, they usually shut you down. Exactly. It gets rejected. And it doesn't feel good to constantly be shut down and be rejected. And it doesn't feel good to be around negative people. Yeah. Inevitably, negativity breeds negativity, right? Right. Yeah. So as it turns out, negative people in our environment actually can affect us. Yeah. And if we think about what happens even in like when um, maybe there's a peaceful protest Mm -hmm. and then there's an angry reaction and all of a sudden it turns into a really aggressive mob, it takes a second. Yeah. yeah. But negativity can infiltrate like that. Um, Yeah, it's like one drop poisons the well. Exactly. Even people think about people gossiping. You know, you you start out by saying something about, hey, did you guys see what Susie wore? The other day, and now next thing you know, you're all berating Susie down right. to a pulp, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, nice. And what's happening there is that we tend to kind of naturally empathize, mm-hmm. right? Our brain takes on that challenge. And when we see somebody experiencing an emotion, 
we tend to try and relate to what that person is going through. Yep. That's why we cry in movie theaters or <laughs> um, I'm constantly crying and America's got talent. And it's like <laughs> I don't watch that, but oh I used gosh. to watch American Idol when it was on. I America's Got Talent is just gets me every time or Ellen, you know, when she does Oh yeah. when she does something really sweet for somebody who works, you know, hard in Very their communities. Hard, yeah. I just feel those people's happiness and yeah. the tears just run down my face. Yeah. I'm really I think yeah. it it becomes a little tricky to be on the receiving end of complaining at times because of that you're trying to be empathetic. And so like if y- you want to be the friend um well, maybe I should say you don't want to be the fixer friend, which I am sometimes the friend who someone complains and you instantly need to fix it mm-hmm. because it's not really your job to fix it. Correct. It's your job to listen. Mm-hmm. But there becomes a point when you need to protect yourself mm-hmm. from all of that negativity and that complaining because it does affect your health. Mm-hmm. And so that's a tight rope to to lock really well and we talked a little bit about this in our conversation early on about toxic people yep and setting boundaries that's right and i think that these really negative complainers are toxic people you know they're people that are are very difficult to be around yeah um so when i mean if we think about it negativity produces stress Right. right yep Stress produces cortisol. Yep. Cortisol is released as, as an agent in our flight or fight response. Mm-hmm. So if we feel stressed, but we're not actually using that chemical to run away or to fight, then it just kind of gets, it's just sitting and stored in our bloodstream. Yeah. And too much cortisol in our bloodstream produces high blood pressure lowers our immune function. Um, We actually end up with lower bone density. It can lead to heart disease, weight gain, and so many more health issues. Yeah. One of the things I found interesting as I was kind of reading up on this topic is that um, these negative things happen to you whether or not you are the person complaining or the person listening to the complaining. That's right. So you might think, well, I'm a positive person. I'm not complaining. I'm just hearing all of these complaints. It doesn't matter. That's why boundaries are so important. Yeah. And, you know, if you're in an office building and you're in a cubicle and the person in front of you or (laughs) next to you or behind you comes in every day and go, oh, my gosh, the rain sucked this morning and there's so much effing work to do. I can't (laughs) stand this job. Before long, your stress level is going to escalate. Yes. Yeah. There are things that we can do to prevent this, right? Yeah. And let's talk about this kind of from two different perspectives. Number one, if you're the person who's experiencing negativity. Yep. Right? What do you do? I think the single best thing that you can do is to create an opposite thought Mm -hmm. immediately. Yep. So... If I were to say my life sucks, first of all, I'm going to acknowledge that's not necessarily true. No. It's not my whole life. This that's thing right. in this moment sucks. Yep. Um, there are some things we have absolutely no control over. When Harlan passed away, that sucked. <laughs> yes, it did. You know? I mean, it just sucked. Yep. And yet, <clears throat> my life as a whole was very blessed. That's right. It didn't suck. This one thing that was big. 
yeah. sucked. <clears throat> it was a big thing that sucked. Yeah. But my life as a whole right. is very blessed. Right. Um, when you walk out in the morning, you go to work, and you have a flat tire, that sucks. Yeah. But your life as a whole, at least you have a job. You're going to a job, right? I saw uh, something online that says, did you have a bad day or did you have a fi- bad five minutes that you let turn into a bad day? That's an awesome quote. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. We probably should put that on our Instagram because that's yeah. that's an, an excellent reminder. If we all could sit back and say, this thing sucks, mm-hmm. yep. but my life doesn't necessarily suck. Like, mm-hmm. even... Even for somebody that, you know, Harlan was such a, I mean, there's so many people that get sick gracefully, you Mm -hmm. know, and they look for the blessings in the tragedy. Mm -hmm. And he would often say, I may be dying, but I've lived a wonderful life. Yeah. You know, Um, he'd say, I may be throwing up, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I slept really well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that if you can train yourself to have an an opposite thought mm-hmm. automatically, yeah, then that's going to mitigate the cortisol response, right? And to really think about what you're saying and kind of be more specific, I think mm-hmm. helps too. Because if someone says, how's your day? Oh, I had a bad day. Did you actually have a bad entire day? Or did you have a really rough morning? Mm -hmm. Or did you have a really bad afternoon meeting? Mm -hmm. And so if you just say, I had a bad day, what your brain hears is your entire day was terrible. That's right. So be more specific. Yeah. I had a a good day, but I had a really rough meeting. Because that's the truth. Exactly. Yeah. And I think you said something that's super important. And we say this a lot, it seems, in a lot of our podcasts. But Mm -hmm. when you speak... Mm -hmm. You are listening. That's right. Yeah. You know, and your brain is processing that information. So that's really important to keep in mind. Yeah. One of the things that I try to be aware of, and I'm certainly not perfect at this by any stretch, but I'm I'm more aware of complaining about the things that literally I have no ability to change at all. If some guy cuts me off in traffic you really shouldn't complain about it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen to you again. It's going to happen to you 10 more times. Complaining about it is not going to fix it. It's not going to erase it. And it's certainly not going to make his driving habits change. Yeah. And and again, there's something, you know, you can say, I have no control over this, but there's right. a lot of people like me who want to have control <laughs> over a lot of things. And And so sometimes saying, I have no control over this doesn't feel very effective. Right. Harlan would always say, and there goes an angel of God. Really? Mm-hmm. And he would just say, I don't know why that guy's in a hurry. I don't know why that guy's in a bad mood, but he's an angel of God and he deserves my patience and grace. Yeah, that that is true. I don't phrase it. I guess I kind of have a similar thought sometimes, probably not as often as he did. But um, I I think, well, God made them and loves them just as much as he loves me, you know, yeah. and that puts it into perspective a little bit you know they have every right to be here just as just as I do yeah they don't necessarily you know and it, there's always so many fine lines here because they don't have necessarily have a, a right to um, barge into your space or to be right. disrespectful to you yeah and I don't want anybody to hear that we're giving people permission to be disrespectful <laughs> um, but it's really about 
And remember, in one of our conversations, I said, most of us don't wake up in the morning and just decide we're going to be an asshole today. Right. Right? Yeah. We we really don't. So if no. we are acting like an asshole. Yeah. Then the people in our periphery, mm-hmm. even if we don't know them, um, it would be nice if they gave some grace and said, right. gosh, there must be something happening with that person. Mm-hmm. They, they might be having a bad moment. Right. And right. this, you know, to wrap this right back around, if you get good at this, that is going to be your first thought instead of exactly. what an asshole. <laughs> exactly. <know? laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and I think that's where Harlan went, right? He just con- immediately went to, that's an angel of God. Yeah. And it, it took the the energy out of the negativity it diffuses the situation really quick yeah yeah because when someone says there goes an angel of god it makes it really difficult for you to jump back on them and be negative (laughs) exactly you know exactly yeah uh i was also reading that like because we're gonna complain like and sometimes we we should complain Mm -hmm. and we need to complain Mm -hmm. and there's very very good and justified reasons to do that but to kind of make the the crap sandwich out of your complaint because a complaint doesn't have to be super negative. It Mm -hmm. can be packaged in positive wrapping. Mm -hmm. So saying like, you know, I really appreciate this about the situation. I really appreciate what you're trying to do, but I'm having a big problem with this right here and this needs to change. And I really look forward to us coming up with a solution. Exactly. We talked about this when we talked about John Gottman's uh, relationship stuff and creating a complaint sandwich. Yep. And people can hear a complaint when it's wrapped in positivity. Yes. So complaining is okay Mm -hmm. when it's wrapped in positivity. I want to make that really clear. Maybe we'll put that in our Instagram page too. Yeah. I hope you guys follow us on Try This At Home podcast on Instagram. Um, The... Keep in mind, it's a positive affirmation Mm -hmm. of intent, right? I know you love me. Right. I'm really struggling with how you're speaking to me right now or how, you know, what I'm hearing. I'd like to, for us to work on this. Or even something more mundane, like not with a person. Like let's say you're out at a restaurant, right? Mm -hmm. And you get your chicken Mm -hmm. and it's like not cooked in the middle. Yeah. Like that is dangerous. And the kitchen needs to know that they're undercooking chicken because they're going to make somebody sick. But you don't have to call over your waitress and be like, you know, I hope my meal's free. I have raw chicken. You know, you don't have to be a jerk about it. Yeah. But you can say, hey, you know what? Oh, my gosh, I love coming here and I've never had a problem before. But I just want you to know this chicken is undercooked. Can you take it back and and cook it for me? Or can I get something else? Or, you know, there's a way to complain that's productive and that's trying to affect change instead of just, you know, spewing complaints and negativity. Absolutely. Yeah. This... If we could encourage every single listener, and frankly, I'd like to encourage the entire world (laughs) to do exactly what you just outlined, Mm -hmm. right? My girls were always so embarrassed by their father who was ugly and abrupt with wait staff Mm -hmm. that they refused to go to dinner with him at some point, you know, because... He was, he was being an asshole, actually, you know, and I, I'm not right. trying to say he is one, but right. at those moments he was acting treating, that way. yeah, he right. was acting rudely or, or was complaining in an ineffective way. Yeah. Yeah. And also just kind of put yourself in their shoes and think about how you would want to hear a complaint. Sure. Um, you know, I get complaints all the time. 
run a business is part of the job. Mm-hmm. And the the people that I am more apt to help and go way above and beyond for are the people that are really kind to me when they email me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm willing to fix it for everybody, but I'm really, really willing to fix it like times 10 for yeah, those kind of happily do it yes you know? it's like oh my gosh they were so sweet to me i just want to mm-hmm. i'm just compelled to do mm-hmm. something nicer you know mm-hmm. and i think that's you know keep that in mind <laughs> yeah you know it's interesting how when you start thinking about this how you notice it i i dropped somebody off yesterday at a nursing home mm-hmm. and as I, I had my sunroof open because you know, it was such a beautiful day. And when I was sitting in the car, so I dropped her off and I was sitting in the car getting directions to go to someplace else. And there were two employees outside mm-hmm. talking. Well, they were complaining <laughs> about their job and they were mm-hmm. feeding off of each other in yep. such a way that I thought, number one, if all that stuff is true, I need to go get the person I just dropped off. Right, yeah. But even more importantly, it's such a poor representation mm-hmm. of the business. That's right, yeah. You know, and of those people and how they feel about their job. I wanted to go ask them, why are you still working here? Yeah, I had a similar experience. Um, and I've kind of gotten it from, you know, there was my children go to different schools. And one school... I constantly heard complaining, kind of backdoor chatter complaining from people that worked there. And in another school, I haven't heard it. I'm sure some of it exists. I'm not silly mm-hmm. enough to believe that mm-hmm. it doesn't completely. But what I heard more than anything was appreciation mm-hmm. for where they work. And that really left a strong impression on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, that's, I think, good to keep in mind, too, is sometimes there's unintended consequences from your complaining. Mm-hmm. And there's people that you might not think hear you or notice, and they do. Yeah, or just, you know, like we said, it's hard to be around negative people. Mm-hmm. And so if it's hard to um, achieve the social support that you want, it it might be because it's hard to be around you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you could be the complainer. Mm-hmm. If, if you can't think of anybody in your life that's a big complainer, it might be you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to say. And so it's just really super important to immediately counteract that to, with an antidote, right? The yeah. opposite of what you're saying. So find essentially the silver lining in the cloud that you're experiencing. Right. So... We're not going to avoid every negative person. Mm. We're not going to avoid hearing complaining. So aside from, you know, countering it with a negative thought, what else can we do when we're surrounded by this? So regardless of whether or not you're surrounded by it or whether you find that you've gotten, you know, kind of caught up in a period of complaining, number one, self-care on all levels across the board. Um, When sometimes we're complaining because we're exhausted. And we're just overwhelmed, yeah. right? So taking a good bubble bath always makes things feel better. <laughs> or a walk out, you know, in nature, getting extra sleep helps. Yep. So if you're encountering a, a negative person, go back and listen to our Toxic People episode and really think about boundaries because setting limits with people and, and you know, if it's a 
maybe the person that's behind you in your cubicle at work, if you mm -hmm. find that that's negatively impacting you, there are human resource, um, I don't know about rules these or days. Actions that could be taken. Yes, thank yeah, you. sure. Yeah, yeah, actions that can be taken. Um, communicating properly, being able to say, hey, listen, I'm sorry that your life feels hard. Um, but the comments that you're making are impacting me negatively. And I'm really, really need to ask you to try and neutralize that to the best of your ability. Yeah. Perhaps the single best way to do it is to engage in a lively um, gratitude practice. Like what? So every single day, list things that are great about your life. It's really hard to constantly complain if you're always noticing what's good. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Yeah. So every day write down three things that you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. In the morning, get up and read those things. Then mm -hmm. that night, you're going to write down three more things, not the same things, <laughs> three more things that you're grateful for. Yeah. Get up the next morning and read those sick things. Then you're going to, that night, write down three things that you're grateful for. <laughs> the next morning, you'll have nine things. Yeah. yeah. And by the end of the month, you'll have 90 things. Yeah, that's a lot. About your life that you're, that are positive, that you're grateful for. Yeah. You know, most of the things that anybody in our worlds are going to complain about, they mm -hmm. are first world problems. I know. We, we use that in such a funny way, but it is, it's really true. It is true. Uh, I, I can't even, isn't that funny? I complained to a friend yesterday about something and I said, I know this is like the biggest first world problem there ever was. And, and she was laughing cause she's like, oh, you know, I've totally been there. And now I can't even remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I might have a bad memory. I don't know, but. Uh, it, you know, it seems it seems really important in the moment. And generally, if you give yourself a little distance, it just doesn't. You know, a few times I've driven through Starbucks and they forgot to put the vanilla in my latte. Mm, yeah. And I probably complained about that. Right. <laughs> I mean, think about that for a second. <laughs> you, they I forgot to put the vanilla in your $5 drink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and is that really going to affect right. my life? No. Right. So no. It's still we, drinkable. Yeah. We really need to... Um, pay attention to that. And as a matter of fact, that's our try this at home this week. Yeah. We're asking people to notice how and when they complain to really focus on your self complaints um, because awareness is always going to be the first step. Right. And make a commitment to neutralize each complaint with a corresponding either expression of gratitude, a letting go, or an affirmation of intent. Yeah. Um, so I may not have done well this time. I didn't do it, but I'm going to get it tomorrow. Or, you know, whether it's maybe I didn't go to the gym today. I'm so lazy. I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow. I'm going to stop complaining about having to do this, and I'm just going to make it happen. Yeah. And I know I, I'm the paper girl, so I am always encouraging people to write things down. But I really do, uh, I really do think that writing these down is so important because not only – can you look back and read it? So if you're having a particularly difficult time, you can say, okay, yeah, here, I forgot. Look at all this stuff that's really amazing. Yeah. Um, but you're, you're just more likely to remember it if you write it down. Absolutely. Yeah. So do you have any other thoughts on the topic? I don't think so. So that's our discussion for today. We hope that uh, you will share this discussion with people that you love and care about. And always, we are super grateful that you took the time to listen. Next week, we will be talking about affirmations. I'm so excited about yeah, that. It's a good counter to this. Yeah. And we hope you'll join us. 
If you have any questions or comments, we hope that you'll reach out to us on our website, www.trythisathomepodcast.com. There, you can subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Also, if you're so inclined, we would love a rating or a review so that other people will know what you think. For now, this is Leslie and Leslin hoping you'll try this at home. All perspectives and opinions expressed during this podcast are for educational and informational purposes only. There is no direct or indirect intention to provide psychotherapy or mental health services. If you are seeking counsel for individual circumstances, please consult with a local health professional.